When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to the new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, brought to you by Skull Candy and Blue Coolers. Make sure you see the podcast notes for links to both Skull Candy and Blue Coolers. It is almost camping season. Fishing season's right around the corners. If you're an outdoors person, uh, you need a new cooler, and you need to get it from Blue Coolers. They have a 55-quart uh, cooler. It is five-star rated. It has a five-year warranty, and it keeps ice for 10 days. And it's almost half the price from the other leading brands of coolers. That's why they call Blue Coolers the Yeti Killer. Make sure you go visit the link in the podcast notes to Blue Coolers. Get yourself a, a new cooler. They also have... Uh, drinkware like tumblers and different things like that. So make sure you go down there and get that. And then Skull Candy, if you need a new set of earbuds, uh, they've got these true wireless uh, earbuds. They're great. Uh, make sure you go visit Skull Candy. Use the link in the podcast notes so that way they know that we sent you. And when I say we, I'm talking about me, Vince Stover, and I'm joined again uh, with my dad, Dale Stover, as well. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. All right, so uh, we started our baseball preview last uh, episode. We're going to continue that in just a few minutes with the American League Central. But first, there is some other news going around in the sports world. We'll start with a topic that we'll discuss more uh, later this month, but the uh, National Hockey League signs a deal with ESPN. It's a seven-year deal uh, to have the rights to cover the NHL, and uh, looks like they are uh, going to be putting that on several ESPN platforms and uh, taking over really the NHL coverage. Um, Dad, you mentioned to me before we hit record, you know, something that I've talked about a lot is is how the NHL dropped the ball in marketing. They really had as uh, they did the COVID stuff as well as anybody in the bubbles. Yet I don't think anybody outside of avid NHL fans even talked about that. So um, congratulations to the NHL getting this deal done. That'll help the players, the contracts, all that kind of stuff as well as help the league get some notoriety. Uh, the NFL kind of carries the weight uh, most of the year when it comes to sports news. 
It's that time of year again. The offseason is here. Uh, we have the franchise tags uh, in place. A few guys that I have written down worth noting, uh, Dak Prescott, who has agreed to sign an extension, uh, but he was officially tagged. Allen Robinson in Chicago, Chris Godwin in Tampa, Kim Robinson in Jacksonville, Brandon Scherf in Washington, and Leonard Williams in the Giants. Dad, was there anybody else that was tagged that you thought was uh, worth noting? Um, no, I mean, that that's the main ones you had. Uh, you know, a couple of safeties, and that one drew a lot of talk of the one at the Jets. Um, yeah, the fact that, you know, he did not want to be tagged, but um, there. Otherwise, you know, like you said, I, I think that, you know, there's a good number of offensive linemen, good number of safeties. And, um, you know, some teams, I think, helped themselves. It made sense to keep those players. Uh, you wouldn't want to lose them. I think Tampa Bay, especially, and really Chicago with the wide receivers. Yeah, and that's where I was going to go. Chris Godwin and Tampa, it's really the only way they could have kept them because um, they're not going to be able to pay them a long term contract with their salary kept the way it is. Allen Robinson in Chicago is a really, really good player. You see those two wide receivers get tagged, but then on the other end, you see Kenny Galladay for Detroit not get tagged. Um, you know, it seems like Detroit's kind of. I don't know. Are they tanking next year? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised that the two guys, you know, they didn't. But, um, you know, what their long-range plans is, we'll see. The draft will be real interesting with them. They came out this week again saying, hey, we'd still be in the quarterback market. So, Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. you, you Kenny Galladay didn't get tagged. There's a, a couple of really good wide receivers on the free agent market. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, now Galladay, Will Fuller, Corey Davis, who's had some good seasons. Curtis Samuel and Carolina has been productive as well. Antonio Brown, or Brown, excuse me, Antonio Brown, who, of course, was with Tampa in the Super Bowl win. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. There's there's a couple different guys out there. So yeah. um be interesting to see if Detroit tries to go for a free agent or if they just kind of look to go young, what they decide. Um Green Bay, we follow Green Bay. They chose not to tag Aaron Jones. Uh reports from Adam Schefter are they are still trying to work out a deal with him, but I'm not sure that, that I I honestly would be surprised if Aaron Jones ends up in Green Bay. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think he'll stay in Green Bay. I, I again, uh, I don't know that they really wanted to lose him or could lose him. And the fact that they didn't tag him, I would feel like they think they've got a chance um, at getting him signed. From what I understand, um, they offered him what what the market is for him, except there wasn't enough guaranteed money. So, um, you know, we will see where it is. But where it's been estimated what he will draw, they, the offer, from what I understand, was, was that or just about. Um, I don't know. You know, Green Bay's got – they're going to lose somebody and maybe several of them. And um, I do feel like they've got a – you know, they got a plan. Goody seems to always have a plan. And um, uh, I don't know. They could have kept him. I guess it really would have been quite a cap hit. Um, you know, if they would have gone that route with it, um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, they haven't, they restructured Bakhtiari, but, um, you know, they have an Aaron Rodgers. there'd be a chance of doing an extension for Devonte Adams. And then that would free up some more space. Um, 
but whether they'll do those things and push that toward the future, um, they've got some options. And like I said, they've got some good young running backs. Uh, I don't think any, I think Aaron Jones really fits there mainly because of the way he can be a receiver and the way it's worked. Um, but again, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers, he'll, he'll be adaptable. He'll throw it around and, um, get people can catch it. I don't think it's a big deal, but they, you know, Devin Funches is going to come back. Um, they were hoping to really get a good look at him this year. And then he opted out. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think there's a chance Aaron Jones, because I think he wants to be there. Um, maybe not, you know, and if somebody makes a crazy offer, um, you could see him jump somewhere. But to, to go somewhere comparable for the same money, uh, I think he just fits so well at Green Bay, it would make sense for him. Well, you know, the, the one thing that keeps coming up with Aaron Jones is Miami, and they should have some money to spend. Um, I mean, I think – a lot of teams can outspend Green Bay as far as offer them more money than what Green Bay was willing to offer them. Um, if they can work out a deal, I, I'd be surprised if he comes back, just financially speaking, um, for them to make that work. Because, you know, I read in a lot to what Aaron Rodgers says. I'm checking Twitter right now to make sure we didn't miss any cuts or anything. But um, Aaron Rodgers a lot this at the beginning of this year and throughout the season, he, he said good things about Aaron Jones, but he made it a point every single time to talk about Jamal Williams. And, yeah. and that kind of made me believe that maybe he thought Jones was going to be gone after this year. And he's trying to build, Hey, I don't want to lose both of these guys. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would just be surprised just because of things that Aaron Rodgers said at the end of the season, during the season, all those kind of things. It seemed like a done deal that Jones was going to be gone. And with the Miami uh, interest, you know, he could get an offer that that I don't think the Packers can match. But we'll see. Uh, Hunter Henry hits the market as well. He did not get tagged. Uh, tight ends, Johnu Smith from Tennessee also. There's going to be some tight ends out there. A number of uh, interesting cuts came out today as well. Uh, Riley Reef in Minnesota, an offensive lineman. Uh, Tennessee cut Kenny Vaccaro and uh, Malcolm Butler. Miami cut Kyle Van Noy, who they signed last year. He was like their big free agent get last year. They cut him. Buffalo cuts wide receiver John Brown. New Orleans cuts Emmanuel Sanders um, as well. So some interesting – the free agent market is going to be loaded this year. But, uh, you know, with the salary cap coming down a little bit from last year, you know, guys are going to have to take less money, I think, to get into teams. And, and there's teams out there guys want to go to. Guys want to go to Tampa. Um Guys, guys may want to go Miami, those kinds of places. Uh, so I'm interested to see where everything shakes down. Any interesting other free agents or guys that no, didn't get I mean, when you talked about tight ends, Minnesota cut their tight end also. Kyle Rudolph, yeah, you're right. right. And he's been productive. So um, it'll, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, there, you know, Green Bay, same way with um, Mercedes Lewis, but I saw where they came out and said, hey, if he wants to come back, you know, he can come back. So – um, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be very interesting when everything hits and see, once you see a couple signings and you'll know what's happening. Um, if teams don't have the money, then, you know, there may not be a massive amount of signings early and then, then it'll be interesting also. Yeah. And I heard somebody, I don't remember who it was to give them the credit, but someone talking about that, uh, like major league baseball last year, some guys stuck around the market for a really long time. 
they're expecting that to happen this year in the NFL as well. But, you know, talent always gets signed in the NFL. They'll find a way uh, to make it happen. We'll talk more about that in the coming episodes. We'll have some more information as free agency rolls on. And, of course, we're getting closer and closer every day to the NFL draft as well. We're going to move on now to our American League Central preview. Last week we uh, previewed the American League East. And uh, so now we're moving to the Central, which includes the White Sox, the Indians, the Tigers, the Royals, and the Twins. So we're going to go team by team. We're going to start in Chicago with the White Sox. Uh, They had two key losses, Edwin and Encarnacion. Uh, I want to apologize in advance, by the way, Dad. I don't think you care, but some of our listeners might. I'm going to butcher a number of names on this episode. (laughs) I did not have the time to go through and figure out how to pronounce a lot of these names. So I apologize if you're offended by this episode. Get over it and move on. Chicago loses Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, He's been their designated hitter. And then their uh, closer, Alex Colon, as well. Key additions for them, they bring in outfielder Adam Eaton and starting pitcher Lance Lynn. Their projected lineup this year is Tim Anderson, Adam Eaton, Yasmani Grandal, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, Joan Mancado, Luis Robert, Zach Collins at the DH, and Nick Madrigal at second base. Their pitching rotation is set to be Lucas Gilito, Dallas Keuchel, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, and Carlos Rodon. And then, uh, so that's kind of their main people right now they are projected to win the division this year at 91 and a half is their win total uh there as well let's start with the team in general dad what are your thoughts on the chicago white Sox? well uh one you know the win total you've got i've seen that a lot differently i've seen it listed anywhere from second to third um there i haven't seen it quite that high um, it looks like one of the big splashes would be interesting to see is Lance Lynn. Uh, how well will he do there? Some people think that will be a real help. Um, from there, again, it seems like that one could go either way. There's guys that, I mean, they could come in and, and really dominate if these guys all, you know, pan out. They, they I guess, you know, they really finished up good, uh, surprised people last year. On the other hand, you know, a couple of these guys fizzle, somebody else gets hot. Uh, like I said, I've, I've seen it listed anywhere from, you know, they'll, they'll finish third in the division. Definitely you've got Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago, that's supposed to be the top three. Um, but I've seen it, you know, differently at two and three. I'm looking to see. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen it around 90. I see it different places, but 90, 91 and a half, a couple of different places as well. Um, let's talk fantasy value, and then we'll talk about some of the players if they don't get mentioned in there. Um, who are the guys in Chicago that you you see as worthy fantasy value wise? Well, the guy, one guy I always like, and I've and I've kept him has been Tim Anderson. Uh, he can really hit when he's healthy. Can hit for power uh, as well as there. I've always liked him. Uh, again, you know, they're pitchers, depending on Lance Lynn. To me, um, Grandel's always been a reliable catcher. Uh, it's been a possibility um, from there. As far as, you know, Abreu can be a, a very good hitter also. Um, you know, outfielder, later later rounds, you got Robert. Um, you know, Jimenez will probably go earlier. 
Um, again, I think you know any number of eight or nine players would be worth taking a chance on if you got a spot. Hey, I need somebody at that spot. I think the White Sox is a place to look because there's potential. Yeah, they they really are loaded with talent, but they've kind of been underachievers since they've had the talent. Uh, you talked about Grandall. He was great in Milwaukee. He was great before Milwaukee in, in a lot of places. And uh, I think it was Dodgers, but he struggled defensively. And uh, last year in Chicago, he really had a down year. I expect him to bounce back this year. Um, I stray away from the older um, batters uh, for whatever reason. I just I've not had a lot of luck with them. Um, <clears throat> Tim Anderson has always been that guy that's kind of floated right there in like the third tier of shortstops. Um, you know, there's always a top tier and then there's kind of a three or four guys in that second tier. And Anderson seems to be floating in that second tier to that third tier of guys, in my opinion, but he has definitely come on. And then Jimenez, he's, you know, he's a keeper in most leagues. Now I've got him, um, actually in two leagues, um, at keeping him this year as well. I think some guys to watch for, you know, Dylan Cease, the pitcher, he's the fourth in the rotation currently. Um, is a guy, a late, late value guy in fantasy. And then Nick Madrigal, he's the second baseman. He'll be starting at second base this year. He's a guy, I wouldn't draft him, but he's a guy that's going to be, you know, keep an eye on him later uh, as a free agent to pick up in, in free agency and see if he gets moved up in the batting order. Right now he's slotted to, to bat ninth. That's not a great place for fantasy value, but <laughs> um, but he might be a guy that moves up as the season. He's very young. Um, one of the top top young young players in Chicago, and uh, they've got a good young core, really. Uh, Anderson, Jimenez, um, and Madrigal, Robert as well. Uh, so they got some young guys there, definitely worth watching. Um, at ninety one and a half, it'll be interesting to see if they get get there, because like I said, they've kind of underachieved. It seems like um, with the talent that they've had, but they don't have a very strong. Uh, division, I don't think at least, um, you know, the Tigers and the Royals aren't that great. You can, I'm sure there's differing opinions on the Indians um, and the twins as well, but be interesting to see how Chicago does this season. And and they've got the pitching staff though. I mean, you mentioned it with Lance Lynn. Keuchel had a really good year. He was really a steal last year for them. He took forever to sign. And then uh, Gialito and uh, Rodon and Cease. I mean, they, they got a really good pitching staff. And so it'll be interesting to see how that comes along. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians, just a bit outside. Uh, we got the key losses, shortstop Francisco Lendor, first baseman Carlos Santana, and outfielder Tyler Naquin. Uh, the key addition, they don't have a whole lot. Uh, Eddie Rosario comes over. He was an uh, outfielder, uh, I believe, at Minnesota uh, before. Yeah, Minnesota before. He comes over and will jump into the starting lineup for the Indians. Their projected lineup goes Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Franmil Reyes, Josh Naylor, Robert uh, Roberto Perez, Jake Bowers, Oscar Mercado, and then a shortstop right now has not been won out, but uh, Andres Jimenez and Ahmad Rosario both came over in the Lindor trade. Their pitching uh, rotation is Shane Bieber, Zach Plezak, Aaron Savali, Tristan McKenzie, and Logan Allen. I have their projected win total at 81.5, which is third place in the division. Uh, Cleveland does not scare me uh, if I was an opponent. What do you think about the Cleveland Indians? Uh, I think you're right about that. Um, Again, as I've looked at it, 
Um, it, it looks like if they made a big move, it would be because of their pitching staff. They have pitchers that are really good. Of course, Bieber, uh, very good. And then they feel like some of these others, McKenzie, um, and um, again, I won't pronounce all of them right, but so <laughs> um, I, I saw Plasic talk pretty well about too. So, yeah. um, you know, they said their, their pitching staff could all of a sudden carry them and make a huge difference. Uh, apart from that, you know, they like to say, well, they're all right without Lindor, but that was a big loss. And, um, you know, you, you just never know about the Indians um, from there. They had, they would have some potential, but um, they're in the top three, but whether they're two or three, I don't know. They've got a big question mark in the outfield. They've got some young guys there, and I know that they've got uh, some other guys in the system that they're trying to figure out how to get up and play. Um, so that's definitely a question. Eddie Rosario needs to play big this year. He'll be high up in the lineup. He's brought over as their one really good offensive addition. Um, so he's going to have to play up to his talent level. Uh, what about fantasy, fantasy value with the Cleveland Indians? Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Elgin. Uh, well, obviously, Bieber is the, the number one guy, and luckily I've got him. I uh, got him just as he was coming up in a few years ago. So, And the, the guy that's a big Indians fan in our league has tried everything to get him, but anyhow, um, you know, he is by far the biggest name. Again, I think some of these young pitchers, you should need pitchers. There's a chance there. Ramirez would be a big name, um, you know, low end of the – Outfielders, Rosario would be worth looking at. You know, you've got to fill in for an outfielder there. Yeah, I think um, I'll add to uh, – we talked about it in the last one. I don't like – I'm not a huge closer guy, but the Indians have a guy in James Karinchak, I think is how you say that, um, mm -hmm. that is supposed to be a solid closer and, and a good fantasy value. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes, the designated hitter, uh, should be able to provide some stats for you. He's he's set to back cleanup uh, there. And then you mentioned young pitchers, Tristan McKenzie, a guy, again, late value uh, that you're looking at in fantasy baseball as a guy that you can either get late in the draft. You might be able to, depending on how big your league is, you might be able to not even draft them and just kind of keep an eye on them and see what happens uh, from there. Do you see the Indians being, I mean, third place or even challenging for the division? Um, I mean, I think just looking at it starting out, no, they'd be about third place, second or third place. I don't believe they would challenge. But again, you know, it depends. It's the two teams ahead of them. Like you said, it's not a super strong division. So, you know, they get hot. Um, 
they'd have potential. Speaking of not being super strong, let's go to the bottom of the division to the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> um, <laughs> key losses for them, first baseman C.J. Crone uh, and starting pitcher Jordan Zimmerman. Key additions, they bring in Julio Terrahan, uh from Atlanta and first baseman Renato Nunez from Baltimore. Their projected lineup is Robbie Grossman, Jonathan Shoup, Miguel Cabrera. I can't believe he's still playing. Uh, Jaimer, uh, I think I'm saying that wrong. Candelario, Wilson Ramos at catcher, Nomar Mazara uh, from Houston. Uh, he may have been somewhere else before he came over. First baseman Renato Nunez, Jacoby Jones in center field, and Willie Castro at shortstop. Their pitching rotations Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, Michael Fulmer, Jose Urena, and Julio Tehran. Um, I mean, what do you have any thoughts on Detroit? Uh, no, I mean, you know, they're definitely at the bottom. Uh, you know, we've got some friends that are Detroit fans and it seems like when they, um, blew it up a couple of years ago, that it's the destruction is still there. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been able to rebound and it, it, it doesn't look like that's where, you know, where it is again. I don't know anything about their farm system. Um, but you know, unless they bring up a lot of, got a lot of potential there, uh, I don't, you know, it doesn't look like they, they're much be able to be a contender this year. Do they have anybody on their team that jumps out at you as a starter on any team in major league baseball? Uh, no, nobody jumps right out at it. Yeah. I mean, Matt Boyd, he's been solid at pitcher, but he's not a guy that you go, Oh yeah. He's a number one on, on really any other team in major league baseball. They got some young talent, some guys, um, they're slated to be last in the division. 68 and a half is their win total. Um, any fantasy value here? Uh, no, shoot may have been a starter somewhere. I'm not sure when he at, had Baltimore. At one time, yeah, one time he yeah. was, but once he left Baltimore, he never caught on. He was in Milwaukee for a year and hit, I mean, something horrible. I forget what the numbers were. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. pretty. And then he was okay for Detroit last year, but you put him on a lineup that's horrible. It's going to make them look a little better as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah fantasy, fantasy wise at Detroit, um, I don't think there's anybody you would draft right off. I think if anything, you'll have to watch them. You know, someone gets hot, someone picks up, you need somebody. I'm sure there'll be people that have Tigers on their lineup before the year's over, but uh, I don't, I don't see where you go out and draft anybody. Two guys to keep your eyes on. Ken Delario, um, he is the third baseman is where he's slated at right now, but he has multiple positions eligible in most leagues, third base and first base. He has a switch hitter. Um, he's going to be hitting towards the top of the order right now. He's, he's penciled in at number four. Um, young, talented, um, again, versatile as well. So he's a guy to watch at some point in the draft. And then, Again, not drafting, but Willie Castro, the shortstop, uh, young mm -hmm. up-and-comer as well. He'd be a guy to you know put a star on and keep an eye on as right. the year progresses and see see what happens with him as well. Uh, let's move on to Kansas City. They're not looking great either, uh, but key losses for them, uh, if you can call it that, Franchi Cordero, outfielder, is gone. Key addition, uh, Andrew Benintendi. I'm excited to talk with you about that in a second. Uh, Carlos Santana and pitcher Mike Miner. Their projected lineup is Whit Mer Merrifield, uh, Benintendi, 
Salvador Perez, Carlos Santana, Jorge Soler, uh, Aldoberto Mondesi, Hunter Dozier, uh, Michael Taylor, and Nicky Lopez. Their pitching rotation, Danny Duffy, Brad Keller, Mike Miner, Brady Singer, Chris Bubik, and then uh, their projected win total, 72.5, which puts them fourth in the division. Let's get your thoughts. Kansas City, man, it wasn't that long ago they were in the World Series, <laughs> but they've fallen no, far from that. That's true, and you know it looked like maybe they would make a, a rise in the last couple of years, but like I said, everybody has them fourth right now. Uh, they do have some young players, and um, – you know, uh, if they came on and had years, you know, uh, they could build and have a better year this year and head toward the future. There's going to be some fantasy guys there we'll talk about. But as far as them challenging for the division, I don't believe so. All right, let's talk about the fantasy guys. What do you think on them? Um, well, you know, you, you've got names. Um, Modisi, the, the shortstop, uh, who I've had but did not keep this year because he just hasn't quite hit the potential uh, but he's one of those guys who could really be good. Ben Attendee, we talked about last week, you know, when he left Boston. Boy, he's just supposed to be a guy who's great. It, he hasn't gotten there yet either, uh, would have potential. I've As far as just needing a catcher, I've always liked Perez. I think he can be solid, you know, uh, depending on if you pick catchers early or you just want to fill that in later on. Uh, Merrifield, same way, you know, has great potential and has – uh, probably one of the guys to really look at because he plays different positions, multiple positions. Um, I've had minor with other teams. Again, probably hasn't been where he needs to be, but would have some potential. Uh, Santana I have had before also, and he can be real solid. A couple of years ago, he hit for a lot of, you know, hit real well uh, and for power. But um you know, so there's some guys there. I think when you're looking at fantasy draft, yeah, you want to keep an eye on some of these Kansas City guys because you get in a spot where you didn't get who you wanted um, may fill in real well. Yeah, I, you know, um, Merrifield has been really solid for several years now. Uh, Perez, like you said, Santana, guys that you can, I think, depend on um, as well. I'm, I'm buying high on Benintendi this year. I think change of scenery is going to help him. And um, I, I look for him to have a better season this year than he's had in a while. And I, there's no pressure in Kansas City. He's not, it's not Boston. And uh, that changes a lot of things around. You get to play the Tigers a bunch. Um, there, there's going to be some positive things uh, going with that. Now, the other pitching staffs, the White Sox, the Indians, the Twins, they got some loaded pitching staffs as well. So it'd be a tough, tough all around. But I, I expect Kansas City, I think they hit that 72 and a half, probably go over. That's 72 and a half. I think they improved this year. They're pitching, you know, I have some questions about Duffy. Uh, you know, he's good, but even fantasy value wise, I kind of stay away from him. Brad Keller doesn't excite me. Mike Miner doesn't excite me. He doesn't hit the stats that I like in fantasy baseball uh, there either. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of where I usually look at those top three pitchers in the rotation to see if there's any fantasy value there. But again, like we said last week, when it comes to pitching, it's what you what's what you want in a pitcher. You kind of got to look at the uh, the certain things that you're going for if you're looking for strikeouts. I tend to lean towards strikeouts most of the time, um, as opposed to the other things, because uh, usually a high strikeouts is going to lead to some wins, and um, and typically the ERA is not horrible. But that's what I usually kind of go by. All right, let's go to the Minnesota Twins. 
the first World Series I remember watching was the Minnesota Twins, Kirby Puckett, back in the day. Um, they are not that, I don't think, right now. But their key losses are Marwin Gonzalez, Eddie Rosario, and starting pitcher Rich Hill. Their key additions are Andrelton Simmons at shortstop, J.A. Happ at uh, pitcher, and then they added the closer, Alex Colomb, from the White Sox. Projected lineup, Max Kepler, Louis uh, Arias, Josh Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano, Alex Kirilov, Byron Buxton, Ryan Jeffers, and Andrelton Simmons. Their pitching staff is Jose Barrios, Kenta Mayada, uh, Mayeda, Michael Pineda, <laughs> Jay Hop, Matt Shoemaker. Their projected win total I have at 88.5. And that is in second place, just behind the Chicago White Sox. All right, Dad, talk to me about the Minnesota Twins. Uh, well, everything I read had them winning the division, had them up in the low 90s, 90, 91. And, um, you know, uh, several things that I looked at had them there, of course, close with uh, the other two. Um, you know, we will see. In some ways, they have a pretty solid lineup. Um and again, they have some guys that were down last year that, um, you know, could rebound and could help them um, a lot. Part of it would depend probably on Chicago, you know, do their young guys really come through? Does that, if they really shine, then yes. But as far as a solid, dependable team, um, you know, I, I think Minnesota is going to, you know, be good, have a good record, um, you know, whether they'll set it, you know, break any win records that I don't know, but um, I, I think, you know, they look like a solid lineup and again, it's not a super strong division and that helps them too. Yeah. I'm just, I can't buy on the twins. I, for whatever reason, I just have not been sold on them. Uh, you know, Max Kepler was supposed to be a stud. He really wasn't. Um, they had Mitch Garver who was supposed to be phenomenal at catcher. He ended up getting hurt, but he wasn't great before he got hurt. Josh Donaldson, you know, has been fine. Nelson Cruz is pretty consistent. Miguel Sano is a decent first baseman. Um, you know, Buxton, I think, is a I, – I would never have him on any of my fantasy teams, but I know some people are different than me would have him on teams uh, as cool. well. <laughs> Talk about some fantasy guys with Minnesota. Um, again, you know, it's interesting. Of course, Donaldson's a big name. Uh, Mitch Garver, I had him and really liked him till he got hurt. I um, think he had potential whether he'll rebound. I don't know. Uh, Sano, the first baseman, boy, there's sometimes when he hits with tremendous power. Um, but, you know, not consistent for the whole year. Nelson Cruz, again, can be a hitter. Um, you know, Buxton, again, you know, I don't know about always a guy I draft, but a guy I keep my eye on. I, I like to have at least one or two stolen base guys. I tend not to have those, and he is a base stealer. Uh, or a runner and can be. So, you know, again, like you said, it depends what you're looking for. If you want to get somebody in all kinds of different slots, then I think there's some guys there. What, two years ago, I had Barrios, and he was really good. Um, you know, so their pitching staff, again, I think when you're looking to fill in pitchers, your fourth, fifth pitcher, I think you, you'll definitely look at Minnesota and just see if those guys are there. Yeah, Maeda is solid. He would be the the probably the only pitcher I'd look at in in Minnesota, at least as a starter. Obviously, Alex Colom is a solid closer. Um, Nelson Cruz has been so consistent. Donaldson as well. 
I like Sano. I keep kind of keep an eye on him throughout the year as well. Um, with Minnesota, it's guys towards the end of the lineup that I actually like, which is rare even for me when it comes to fantasy value. But uh, Alex Karoloff, who plays left field, outfield for the Twins, um, he's the guy I'm keeping my eye on this year. And then Ryan Jeffers, who's the guy that took over for Mitch Garver, and it looks like he's stolen the job. Um, Jeffers, he was in double A when they called him up. He skipped triple A altogether, filled in for Garver, and he really looked really good last year. And it looks like, from everything that I can see and read, it looks like he is going to be the main catcher this year with Garver filling in as the backup. Um, So he's a guy to keep your eye on. I don't know that I would draft him. I mean, he's batting eighth in the lineup, it looks like, right now. And uh, so, you know, he's probably not a whole lot of value. But, I mean, you're talking about a really, really late-round pick. And, again, it depends on how many teams are in your league. So we're in an eight-man league, um, the one that me and you are in. Then I'm in another league that is – uh, they might be even 12 teams. Um, so, you know, it depends on the depth of the league. If it's a really deep league, uh, a lot of a lot of teams in it, then you're talking about drafting some of these guys. In an eight-man mm-hmm. league that we're in, we have the the ability to be patient on these guys, let them get their, their feet underneath them and go in before uh, we go on. And guys like Buxton, we, you know, he's always available. And it's like if, you, if someone gets hurt, you need some steals, yeah, you go get Buxton. And then when that guy gets healthy, you drop Buxton. He's <laughs> kind of floating around uh, there. Him, there's there's plenty of guys like that that we see in our league. A lot of these older first basemen we see float around a lot during the, the season yeah. as well. Um, also, Miguel Sanu, he's not old, but uh, Sanu, he's he's a guy that seems to float around our league a little bit. Everybody kind of gets a little bit of him uh, throughout the season. So, um, so Minnesota or Chicago, who do you think wins the division? Um. I mean, I would be for Chicago. I'm for the younger guys doing well, and I think it'd be kind of exciting uh, to see them do well. Uh, I think, you know, it it, it could be a toss-up. We may know fairly quickly how well they play, but um, I guess I would like to see Chicago, and, um, you know, they're ranked pretty, pretty close to Minnesota. All right. Uh, Yeah, I kind of – I probably lean that way. None of these teams, to me – uh, give me confidence. Chicago, they've been underachievers. Minnesota, they, you know, they made the playoffs. They were decent and good and all, but I, I just, I'm not confident in them either. I wouldn't be totally surprised if the Indians made a run um, or honestly, even Kansas City. I like Kansas City's roster. I don't think they have the pitching staff to make a, a deep run, but um, I think they're getting better uh, very quickly and improving. And, and there's an opportunity there for them to jump up in the division a little bit as well. Well, that's the American League Central. We've already looked at the American League East. We'll look at the American League West on our next episode, and we'll probably have some college basketball talk for you as well in the next episode that's coming as uh, conference tournaments are already going on. And uh, it is basketball postseason time. A high school basketball here in the state is is uh, getting started next week. College basketball already there. And uh, so who knows what we'll have to talk about next episode. It could be exciting depending on how those tournaments go. Um, But uh, we will continue our uh, Major League Baseball preview next episode as well. Don't forget to go visit the podcast notes and click on the link to follow or to go to Blue Coolers and look at the options there as well as Skull Candy uh, if you're needing some headphones or something like that as well. Dad, any closing thoughts? 
no, like I said, it's coming up an exciting time with basketball. It's always fun with March Madness. Hopefully, everybody will stay healthy and we'll have a good tournament. Um, and it'll be, you know, uh, interesting with it all being in one location. I think that can make give more people a chance. You know, they're not going to use some of the little schools aren't going to be out there, you know, on somebody else's home state uh, for the most part. And, um, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. But, yeah, it's always exciting about basketball. Football, you know, there's still all kinds of stuff going on there. And uh, with the free agent signings and they're working on getting ready for the draft. And uh, football does a good job of keeping keeping stuff going all year. Um, you know, from that end, and then other things will be winding down. You know, yeah, NHL's having a good year and different things like that. So, uh, have you seen the stuff? The center that was at the Senior Bowl, uh, Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin Whitewater Senior or Center. Excuse me. No. Have you seen? Okay, we'll talk about him in another episode. Give you some time. I'll talk to you about that off off the recording and uh he'll be a fun conversation to be had he took he took the show at the senior bowl and now his uh his pro day slash combine stuff has been phenomenal as well so we'll talk about that some on another episode congratulations to all the nfl players that made lots of money this week congratulations to the nhl on signing their deal with espn and congratulations to you our listener from hearing the experts opinions on the american league central division Thank you for listening today. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.